in the departures lounge at the airport. I asked myself, have we done the right thing? Apart from a man with a cleaning trolley going from one end of the terminal to the other and leaving alternate darker and lighter stripes on the carpet flooring, there was no one else around, not a human soul in sight. I'm only the messenger, I had persuaded myself before flying out. I have something that belongs to Agnes. That was why I had come. But now, I wasn't so sure. Was I really only a courier? Seven years had passed since I first set out to track down my family's wartime secrets. I had been to Hungary several times, and to Austria. I had flown to Russia, and now to Buenos Aires. But above all, I was now the father of three children, which made everything more complicated. I had learnt to change nappies and blend baby food, and I had found out about my roots. I spent days in a little place called Rechnitz to discover more about a massacre of 180 Jews. I trudged through Siberian snow in search of the remains of a labour camp, and finally I ended up in South America. I discussed all this every week with my psychoanalyst in Zurich. While other people were lunching on pizza, we talked about Stalin, the Holocaust, and mass graves. Only recently I had asked him, Do you think I'm genuinely sick? To which he replied, How would I know? It felt like living in a time machine that merged yesterday with today. I travelled from the past to the present, looking down at myself from above as I moved around my biographical axis. Seven years, that's about the life expectancy of European moles. I read a good deal about those animals in my grandmother's diary, because she was always comparing herself with them. So I sat in the departures lounge looking out. I saw runways black with rubber and beyond them dingy fields, the great expanses of Argentina. Agnes's daughters had given me a slim volume by their mother when we said goodbye, her memoir of the war years, and it was now in my bag, with my grandmother's diary, the life stories of two dissimilar women, intermingling and foreshadowing the present. I was leafing through them. All we need now is my own story, I thought, taking my notebook out of my jacket, smoothing a new page, and writing the date in the top left-hand corner. October 2013. What am I going to write? I wondered. A letter? Who to? To myself? How do you begin a letter like that? Then my flight was called. Chapter One It all began one Thursday in April, about seven years before my visit to Buenos Aires. At the time, I was working for the Sunday edition of the Neue Zurker Zeitung. It was early in the morning, when there was hardly anyone in the office, and all was calm. I was writing a column about a sperm donor from the Netherlands, when a rather older woman colleague, who seldom had much to say to me, put a page of newsprint down on my desk and said, That's quite some family you have, don't you? 
I glanced up and smiled at her. Only then did I look at the article she had torn out of the paper to show me. I was expecting something to do with the nineteenth century, elaborate period dresses, maybe, or horses, some bridge or other named after one of my forebears, an Adam, Zygmunt, or Ladislav Spatiani. My surname is well known in Hungary. The Batyanis had been counts, princes, bishops. One of them was prime minister of the country in 1849. Another, Ladislaus Batyani Stratman, was beatified in 2003 by Pope John Paul II for his services to Rome as a medical doctor. The family history can be followed back to the Turkish wars of the 14th century, although here, in the West, few people know the name. And why should they? They generally think it is Tamil, because the two letters Y...